My name is Jim Fleming, and this is Our Sunday School. Our Sunday School is part of Stewart Heights Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. To prepare for this lesson, please go to OurSundaySchool.com for a copy of today's handout. Now, let's get to this week's lesson. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Our Sunday School. Glad you guys are with us today. So we are uh, week two of Colossians. No raucous applause or wave. Or, there we go. That Dave will Dave will be your guy in the room that will do what you ask. Like that is it is is going to happen. It is going to happen. It's a wonderful gift. So uh, if you got your uh, teal books, uh, we're on page seventeen today. But just a quick review of what we did last week. So last week we did the introduction. So basically up to page seventeen of the teal book. Uh, a little history on Colossae, history of the Colossian church. We watched Paul do his loops around the Mediterranean, right? Uh, and then we read Colossians. So today, uh, we're going to be getting ready for Colossians 1, 1 through 2, 3 uh, by walking through our process. And just as a reminder, um, you know, the, the last pericope in chapter 1 extends into chapter 2, and the chapter divisions are not... Uh, inspired, right? They were added in, I wrote it in my notes, 1205, and then the verses came along 300 years later. Uh, and I'm still very grateful, right? Can you imagine how tricky this would be if we didn't have chapters and verses? I mean, this is, talk about taking a minute. So we'll, uh, we'll pray here, think, study, share, and invite. And this is just a uh, kind of a one-slide summary of where we are and have been in the little red book. So, with that, uh, let's start with uh, praying with others. So, I'm just going to go to page 90 in the little red book, and uh, let's pray. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We come fearfully depending on you and expecting wondrous things. We ask you to help us hear what the Spirit is saying. We ask for the Spirit to illuminate the text. And we ask you, Father, for wisdom to live out your truth. In our Lord Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. So that is uh, process step number one uh, on page 17 of the Teal book. Uh, so let's move to process step number two, uh, hearing with others. Hearing with others. So remember our attitudes here are respect and deference. Uh, our actions are really simple. Just read the Bible out loud and hear the Bible being read out loud. Uh, and then our homework is reading the Bible out loud. So I'm going to read through Colossians 1, 1 through uh, 2, 3, which is tricky to say, but that's what we're going to do. And we'll be there for as long as we are. So Colossians chapter 1 and little 2. And again, just feel free to listen and not read along. It is actually helpful in... Uh, retention and uh, adherence to what the scripture actually commands. So, Colossians 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints in Christ at Colossae, who are faithful brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. You've already heard about this hope in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. It is bearing fruit and growing all over the world, just as it has among you since the day you heard it 
and came to truly appreciate God's grace. You learn this from Epaphras, our dearly loved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has told us about your love in the Spirit. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. In him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him, in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once again, you were alienated and hostile in your minds as expressed in your evil actions. But now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before him. If indeed you remain grounded and steadfast in the faith and are not shifted away from the hope of the gospel that you heard. This gospel has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and I, Paul, have become a servant of it. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body, that is, the church. I have become its servant, according to God's commission that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I labor for this, striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. For I want you to know how greatly I am struggling for you, for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me in person. I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love, so that they may have all the riches of com complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 1. So, process step uh, number three is thinking with others, and this is an attitude of humility and delight and steadfastness. Um, I am still convinced, and this is the most common piece of feedback that I get when uh, people give me feedback on the little red book, is that, what's the big deal about thinking? And I, I die a little inside every time I hear that. <laughs> right? Um, it just makes my heart sad, but that's okay. So this thinking with others, this attitude of thinking uh, hu humbly, delighting in God's word, being steadfast in this, 
pressing through the distraction and the ease of which we are, oh this, oh that, oh this, oh that, in our, our modern day, uh, and just thinking slowly about the text. So I'll, I'll give each table an assignment, and if you two could like come up here maybe so that we've got a, a bigger groups. Um, so the first assignment is to pick a pericope. So a pericope is a section of text that has a header. So there's a greeting, a thanksgiving, a prayer for spiritual growth, the centrality of Christ, and then Paul's ministry. So you'll need to pick a pericope. It's better now. You all started spinning there for a second, so I'm not sure what that was about. But you've stopped spinning, so that's good. And I am grateful once again to Doug Skinner for building such a sturdy pulpit. (laughs) So there's that. All right, so do you have your pericope? Yes, I am. I'm good. I I promise. I, I would sit down and we would do something else right now if I was not. So I appreciate that. And you... Every one of us needs to have people in our lives like Julie, who's giving me a stink eye right now because she's not convinced I'm okay. And Zeke, who's about to get up out of his chair. He's yeah, he's ready to catch me. That's exactly. And you're making me nervous right now. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. All right. So you got a pericope? Everybody settled on a pericope? Did I give you enough time? Not yet. Julie, does your table have a pericope? No? Okay, great. You chose Thanksgiving? All right, you got Thanksgiving? What do you guys got here? Still working? Julie's table? You're good? What do you got? Uh, 20 through 23. Uh, so that's part of a pericope. Centrality of Christ. Excellent. All right, great. Excellent. Centrality of Christ, what do you guys got back there? Not yet? Okay, I'm going to keep asking. What up here? Paul's ministry. There we go. Great. What do you guys got? The prayer? Prayer for spiritual... Oh, everybody's different. Okay, cool. Good. You didn't have to do that, but that's great. All right, so our... uh, uh, our thinking here is thinking slowly about the text. So here's your, here's your assignment. We're going to spend about five minutes. We're going to spend about five minutes. It's going to feel like 55 minutes. We're going to spend about five minutes thinking about the text. You will likely want a pen or something to write with and your teal book to write on. Uh, and we're going to just write as many questions that you have about the text. Like, oh, what about that? Oh, what about this? Oh, what about that? Um, I personally find like page uh, 18 is an example of a page in the Teal book that's easy for me to write questions on because it's got the text there kind of all together as opposed to the text kind of spread out all across the the pericope. Uh, So find your pericope and we're going to spend about five minutes thinking about these verses and writing down questions. So we'll be back in about five minutes.
All right, so how many of you feel like you just got started? Good, good. I'm excited. So did you write some questions down? We got some questions? Yeah, good. All right, so next step here is uh, study with others. So study with others. So our attitudes here are resolve. Uh, incompleteness, right? So we all are incomplete in a very uh, in diverse and in significant ways. Uh, and teachableness, an attitude of uh, we don't know everything that we should and certainly not everything that can be known. So we talk to teachers, we use available resources. Uh, so what would be some resources that we have available to us today? Holy Spirit, yes, absolutely. What else? Each other, right? What else? The Blue Letter Bible website, yeah. What else? Holy Spirit, again, yes. That's right, good. I like circling back to the Holy Spirit, that's good. What else? The writings and thoughts of others, yeah, sure. What else? The rest of the New Testament, right? What else? I'm really kind of sad nobody said the extraordinarily obvious answer right now. The teal book that's sitting in front of you right now, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. Uh, so if you have questions about what a word means, you can have a resource that's pretty close right there. Right? So there you go. All right, so uh, let's take about five minutes, uh, and this is the group talking time, so yay. All right, and uh, we're going to study the text. We're not trying to answer the questions right now. Okay? Today is about developing a set of questions that we're going to, because today is about preparing for Colossians 1, 1 through 2, 3. So it's not about result. We're going to do that over the next few months. So taking your questions, how can we make them better questions? What are additional questions? So talking about those and digging in and developing more and better. You can also spend this time uh, looking up cross-references and footnotes. Uh, I went through and I counted with a computer, not like by hand, but I think there are nine footnotes and 133 cross-references. Uh, just in Colossians chapter 1. So comparing Scripture against Scripture would take us like, a lot of time just to do that for this. But for your pericope, uh, let's take some time and study with others. But again, this is not about answering the questions. This is developing questions. So we're going to continue to develop questions. All right, so i got uh, 9.27. We'll come back in about five minutes, and uh, we'll start sharing. So I'll see you in five minutes.
I always love jumping back in right as it feels like you're taking off. <laughs> it's good. So um, that was study with others. So now let's move to the next to last process step, sharing with others. So this is uh, intention, stating clearly, uh, lowliness, calm, patience, calm, uh, patient, calm, and uh, speaking the truth in love and trusting God with the results. Uh, and then sharing with love and trust. So uh, let's share with each other at your tables here what, the, uh, what your questions are and see if you, while you are listening to others share their questions, can add additional questions of your own. Like, what, oh, that makes me think of something else. Oh, okay. This is, there's more to that. All right, let's, there's this lowliness here of, oh, that was something that I wouldn't have seen or that perspective. Uh, so how can we um, how can we develop additional questions here? And then at the end of about five minutes or so, I'm going to ask each table, because we've got to have a report out, right? I mean, this is the proper way to do this. Uh, ask each table to share one or two questions that you thought were like, whoa, that is, that is going to be helpful. Like we should, as we go through chapter one in the first three verses of chapter two, we should really try to lean in and, and see if we can answer that question as a group uh, as we go through it. So... Let's take a couple of minutes and flesh out those questions, share your questions, and then uh, we'll come back together in about five.
All right, with your last minute or so of this, be picking out what question or two you want to share with the group. With your last minute or so, pick out the question or two that you want to share with the group. All right, so let's just, uh, since we've all got different pericopes, we'll just start in the order so nobody picked greeting. I'm so disappointed. Everybody just skips over the greeting because it's, like, it's just there. It's fine. It's all right. I'm just kidding. Uh, and then we get to Thanksgiving. So who had Thanksgiving? Did you guys in the back have Thanksgiving? All right, so what are your one or two questions that you think these would be helpful to kind of lean into? Two questions? Okay. <laughs> and then he's going to address some other things later. Okay. That, that's the uh, kind of the, the feel there. But then so what was the question there? Uh, um, is this really, uh, yeah, what's the context of this uh, really good, positive feedback type thing at the beginning? What's the context? Because, you know, we're not all, you know, in a, Right. So is this the beginning of something? Because there's a Colossi heresy that we referenced previously. Yep. So forth. So you can answer. Okay. Is that, is that what this is? So why is he coming at it from this perspective, from a starting with the positive and like what are we about to get to? Is right. there, okay. Yep. Yep, okay. Was Paul really seeing the impact of the gospel? Without his own hand for the first time. Oh, okay. Like without his own hand, okay. Yeah, without him or apparently one of the apostles really being fully engaged with this. So it's like one of the first times maybe he's seeing that, that the gospel is having its own impact in the message moving without him or one of the apostles being directed. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So let's talk about how we would go about answering those questions. So the first question was about uh, the letter of, uh, to the Colossians itself, right? So could perhaps repeated reading of the entire letter help us to understand the structure of Paul's argument and where he is coming from? I think that might be one tactic. And then the second is the, the, the framework of... Um, so. The, the, the other letters themselves, right, that Paul wrote, what about where those are? I think, I think 
possibly a, an examination of the timeline of those letters might help to know where this was in Paul's uh, corpus, uh, what's the right word, um, in his collection of writings, there we go, sorry. It, I've got John Davenant in my head right now, and he uses these old words that I have to Google every 30 seconds, and it's a challenge. So I'm starting to drop them in conversation, and it's not good. So you just have to like, look at me funny when I say one of these. So Cool. Yeah, so maybe a, a look at the broader timeline of the New Testament might help where this is and what the gospel would have done and how it would have expanded at that point. So Cool. All right, good. All right, so who had uh, prayer for spiritual growth? Was it, I feel like it was over here, but maybe not. That's you guys? Okay, excellent, great. What, one or two questions you think might be helpful? How do you walk in a manner worthy of the Lord? Okay, great, good. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, what does it look like if you were to, like, I'll use my friend Bill Brandenburg. If you were to wear that to work tomorrow, what would it look like? Right. He he said that to me 20 years ago, and I was like, that's going to bug me for the rest of my life, isn't it? I think I think it is. All right. Good. So, I think one way to to answer go about answering that question would be to look at obviously the rest of Colossians, see if Paul references back to this at any point. And then to look and see elsewhere in the New Testament if this is also similar concepts or similar phrasing or wording are also brought up. So good, good. That's awesome. I like those questions. Thank you for that. All right, so next uh, was the centrality of Christ. I am kind of embarrassed that all four tables didn't just pick the centrality of Christ, but that's okay. So throwing a little shade here, but it's all right. All right, so you guys had centrality of Christ. Excellent, great. Yes. How can he be the firstborn when he's always existed? Great. Good. And then in verse 18, sort of on the flip side of that, he's also the firstborn from the dead. And so, Jennifer's first commenting on that almost sounds like paganish. Okay. Yeah. Firstborn of the dead sounds more like the, the day of the dead than something that we would rejoice about on Sunday morning, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. Okay, excellent. I like that. This, so I love how we've gone from like ultra macro down to conceptual living down to, all right, one word. How is this word being used? So if we wanted to dig in and find out more about how one particular word was being used, like what would be a good resource for that? The till book with Greek in it and Blue Letter Bible. And like where my head goes is the BDAG, right? That, that w- resource that says this is how this was used commonly then, which is going to give us even more context and lenses like, oh, okay, this is a, which usually does one of two things for me. Usually it is an extraordinarily broadening concept or an incredibly narrowing thing. It almost never stays exactly the same where I had it in my head. It's usually a, like, oh, this is broad or this is very, very narrow. So, 
Yes. Yes. Other translations are great. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the Bible app is great for this, right? You just click another thing from the drop-down. Click another thing from the drop-down. You can then begin to look and see what the philosophical approaches to translation are in these translations because every translation has a theological and a philosophical bent. So, yeah, good. Excellent. That's cool. All right, last and not least, uh, Paul's ministry. Okay, so the first question is, like, how do we reconcile this apparent lack in Christ? Okay, good. I like it. Excellent. Good. All right. So uh, one way, and I'm looking back at Thesa for this, because I think the term is called structuring. Yeah. Uh, one way to understand especially a Pauline argument is to structure it out, almost like an outline. Uh, and that can help incredibly with verses like verse 24. Um, I, I don't know if you guys heard me struggling to breathe when I was reading the prayer for spiritual growth. Uh, but there is a sentence in there that is dying for a period to occur earlier. Um, and I, I have yet to, I've sketched it out. I've got like breathe here and breathe here. And it does not work because I can't get it all in one breath. Uh, and Paul does this with his logic as well. And structuring these things out can sometimes help us. Oh, this is actually a subset of this thing here and referencing back and making this clearer. Excellent. Great. And then... Um, the mystery, what is this, what is this mystery? I would, I would encourage us to read like two sentences beyond because he explicitly tells us in the text what that mystery is, which is really rare for Paul. Paul has this literarily annoying habit of mentioning a mystery and then never circling back to it. But he doesn't right here. He actually explicitly says what the thing is. So, um, so awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Excellent questions. Cool. Are we excited about chapter one? I'm excited about chapter one. Cool. All right. So our after class homework now uh, for everybody is to invite others. So invite those that are members that are not here. Invite those that are not members that are not here. And just invite everybody. Uh, I will say one more quick reminder uh, about commentaries. So Miss Sandra wins for being first. She's already submitted some uh, feedback to me for Colossians 1, 1, and 2, uh, which I think will be as much as we could possibly get to next week uh, because the greeting is, in fact, important, guys. Sorry, it just really is. Uh, so for those of you that have a commentary, uh, feel free to shoot that to me in any medium you would like. Uh, the screenshot, like... Miss Sandra took a picture of the page and highlighted some stuff, and it was perfect because my OCR reader will copy and paste that right off the picture, and I don't even have to retype the text. It's beautiful. So however you want to get it to me is fine. If you would, do two things for me. Make sure it's to me by Thursday night because I start putting the PowerPoint and everything together on Friday. 
and then uh, make sure the first time that you communicate to me, let me know which resource you have because I need to cite it properly and I forgot what I gave you. So there's that. And I have one more left if somebody else wants a resource uh, that is available. So uh, with that, let's move into our prayer time. We've got our weekly update on your table. Uh, make any edits or updates to those. Pray as a table, and then we are free to go and to worship this one who it will take all of eternity to explore the depths of the beauty of the grandeur of his glory. And uh, if you felt like you were rushed this morning, good because it takes longer than this. That's by design. So thanks for coming today, guys. Thanks for engaging. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, YouTube channel, and weekly email. You can subscribe to all three of those at OurSundaySchool.com. Grace and peace to you.